Hello, folks. This is Kevin's Podcast Show. I am your host, Kevin Marshall. I'm a paramedic, podcaster, prognosticator, prophet, prodigy, and your purveyor of hardcore podography. With three ex-wives and three ex-houses, I am the foremost authority on all things asshole-related. Welcome to the suck. Today, we're coming to you from our mobile studios in Hotlanta, GA, Atlanta, Georgia. So if the audio is not exactly up to par, I apologize, but the show must go on. Today's show is brought to you by Anchor Podcast. You ever feel like you're in a little dinghy, getting tossed about on the ocean of ideas? You need an anchor. Get the Anchor Podcast app, your one-stop shop for all things podcast-related. Anchor Podcast. Stop getting tossed around. And I want to give a shout-out today to my buddy Tyler Cassidy on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and type in Tyler Cassidy, T-Y-L-E-R-C-A-S-S-I-D-Y, Tyler Cassidy on YouTube. He has great original music, both funny and fantastic, and I really recommend that you check him out. All right, folks, let's get on into the show. This is episode 15 of the 21 Day Challenge. 21 podcast in 21 days with 21 minutes of new content each day. Shoo! Two-thirds of the way through, folks. It's already in the books. Just a few more episodes to go and our 21 Day Challenge will be over. And I want to thank everybody that's been participating. I really do appreciate it. I've drawn you all in. And to the dozens and dozens of fans that I have out there, thank you very much. It's been very rewarding for me, uh, being able to kind of hone my skills a little bit, maybe make things better on the other side. Because once this is over with, I want to start doing two podcasts a week, and those will be long-form podcasts, longer than 21 minutes. But I think this has been really good for me. It's been uh, fun. I know that. It's been a challenge. And that was the whole idea behind it. Okay, since we are in Atlanta, we're going to go ahead and do a little fun fact thing about Super Bowl 53. And I always know that it's Super Bowl 53 because whatever I'm turning that year is whatever Super Bowl it is. So I'm turning 53 this year, so it's Super Bowl 53. It is the Los Angeles Rams versus the New England Patriots and, you know... The Pats are at it again. So we got a few tidbits about the Super Bowl. Let's go over a few of them. This is the 11th Super Bowl appearance for the Patriots. This is a record for them. They outpace everybody else except for the Steelers, Cowboys, and Broncos, which are tied for the second most appearances at eight each. Uh, New England is the third team to play in three consecutive Super Bowls. The Dolphins did it in 71-73. The Bills did it 90-93. And uh, let's see. Uh, Miami was 2-1. and one. The Bills were 0-4. Oh they went 0-4. Oh I do remember that. The Buffalo Bills. Poor Buffalo Bills. Anyway, uh, the Patriots are 1-1 one one the last two Super Bowls that they've been in. So, uh, the Rams are playing in their fourth Super Bowl. They lost to Pittsburgh in Super Bowl fourteen. New England, they lost in Super Bowl thirty six, and they defeated the Tennessee Titans in Super Bowl thirty four. With Philadelphia's vic- 
victory, the NFC East becomes the first division in which all four teams have at least one Super Bowl victory. The NFC East has five more Super Bowl triumphs than any other division. So there you go, if you're interested in that sort of thing. If New England wins, uh, Belichick, Belichick, I think that's how you say his name, Belichick, 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 I don't know. Anyway, will become the oldest coach to win the Super Bowl should the Rams triumph. Um, their coach, Sean McVay, would become the youngest coach to win the game. Belichick is 66 years old, 293 days as of game day, and Sean McVay is 33 years and 10 days as of game day. So, one of them's going to be setting a record. One of them's going to be the oldest, or one of them's going to be the youngest. So there you go. Uh, this is not a, uh, uh, something that should be shocking you since I just told you that, but this is the biggest difference of ages between the two head coaches that's ever been in the Super Bowl. The uh, record age difference extends to the quarterback. Brady will be 41 years old, 184 days old on Sunday, and the Rams' Jared Goff will be 24 years old, 112 days. They were born 6,281 days apart. Uh, Goff was seven years old when Brady made his Super Bowl debut. <laughs> so that's the largest difference among starting uh, Super Bowl quarterbacks um, no, I guess I was wrong. The previous largest difference, it is the largest difference, the previous largest difference was between Peyton Manning at 39 years, 320 days, and Cam Newton at 26 years and 272 days in Super Bowl 50. So, Brady will extend his record as the oldest quarterback to start at a Super Bowl. He will become the fourth oldest player, the oldest offensive or defensive player, and the oldest player never to be with the Giants to play in the game. In front of him are Indianapolis kicker Matt Stover at 42 years, 11 days, Giants punter Jeff Fiegels, 41 years, 333 days, and Atlanta kicker Matt Bryant at 41 years, 252 days. Stover uh, was the Giants' 12th-round draft pick in 1990, and Bryant was the team's kicker in 2002 and 2003. The team with the most total yards is 39-13 and 13 in Super Bowls. The Patriots have 36 players with Super Bowl experience. The Rams have four. Uh, this also includes Brandon Cooks, who caught one pass uh, a 23-yarder playing for the New England Patriots against Philadelphia in the Super Bowl last year. So last year he was in the Super Bowl with the Pats. This year he's in the Super Bowl with the Rams against the Pats. So that's different. The New England has defeated the Rams in Super Bowl 36 on February 3, 2002, 17 years to the day from Sunday's game. So it will be a Super Bowl rematch. Goff is the first quarterback drafted number one overall to lead his team to the Super Bowl within his first three seasons. Four quarterbacks selected first overall led their teams to Super Bowls in their fourth seasons. That was Eli Manning, John Elway, Drew Bledsoe, and Troy Aikman. Uh, New England defensive backs Devin and Jason McCourty are the 30th set of brothers to reach the Super Bowl. 
Um, the Patriots haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter of the Super Bowl under Belichick. The Giants are 4-1 and one in Super Bowls. In these five games, they scored 104 points and allowed 104 points. The team with the most rushing yards is uh, 39-12 and 12 in the Super Bowl, but teams with the most passing yards are 27-25. and 25. Uh, New England's all-time postseason record is 36-20. and 20. The Rams' playoff record is 21-25. and 25. So the Rams actually have a losing playoff record. The New England victory, a New England victory, will break a tie with the Pittsburgh Steelers and give the Patriots a NFL record 37 postseason triumphs. This is the third Super Bowl played in Atlanta. Uh, Phil Simms had a 88.0 completion percentage in the Giants' Super Bowl 21 triumph and is still the highest by a quarterback in the game's history. He was named MVP after completing 22 of 25 passes in the Giants' route of Denver. New Orleans' Drew Brees has the second highest completion percentage in a Super Bowl at 82.1. Belichick will coach in his 12th Super Bowl, his ninth as head coach, the Patriots and Rams have faced each other 13 times. New England leads the regular season series 7-5 and five and won the only postseason meeting in the Super Bowl 36. Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald led the NFL in 2018 with 20.5 sacks. Brady will play in his ninth Super Bowl, which is a record. The Patriots' win will give Brady his sixth Super Bowl victory, which would give him another record. Belichick's five Super Bowl triumphs as head coach are a record. Belichick and Brady have 29 postseason victories together, the highest total by a coach and quarterback in tandem. Uh, the next closest one is Noel and Terry Bradshaw with 14, so it'll take a long time for anybody to catch up to them. Eli Manning is one of six quarterbacks to start more than one Super Bowl without a defeat. The others are Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, Jim Plunkett, and Bart Starr. Both uh, Goff and Brady are from San Francisco. This is the 16th time in the last 18 Super Bowls in which AFC quarterback has been uh, Brady, Peyton Manning, or Ben Roethlisberger. That's a hard one to say. Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. So this is the 16th time in the last 18 Super Bowls that an AFC quarterback has been uh, in there, I guess. Okay. The teams with an interception return for a touchdown are 12-1 and in Super Bowls. The Rams and Patriots were the second and fourth highest scoring teams in the NFL this season. Belichick is one of eight former Giants assistant coaches who have led teams to the Super Bowl as head coaches. Hmm. The team that commits the fewest turnovers is 37-5 and in the Super Bowl. The Patriots' eight Super Bowls in the Belichick-Brady era have been decided by Three, 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 four, four, six, and eight points. That's 
34 total points or an average of 4.3 points. So they're usually close games when the Patriots play. Of the 52 Super Bowl MVP awards, 29 have been won by quarterbacks, including two by Manning and one by Sims. The other Giants MVP was running back Otis Anderson in Super Bowl 25. Brady has won a record four Super Bowl MVP awards. In the 52 Super Bowl corn tosses, Tails loses to heads 28-24. to So, heads it is. Uh, Kickoff returns in the first 52 Super Bowls, 431. Kickoff return touchdowns, 10. Punt returns for the first 52 Super Bowls were 233. Punt returns for touchdowns, 0. So nobody's ran a punt back for a touchdown. So I guess there's probably odds makers on that in Vegas, I can only guess. The Super Bowl, in which both teams scored touchdowns and kickoff returns, were Super Bowl 35. Um, Jerry Rice scored eight touchdowns in four Super Bowls, and his 48 points make him the highest-scoring player in the game's history. Rams defensive coordinator Wade Phillips held the same position in Denver when the Broncos beat Carolina in Super Bowl 50 just three years ago. The team leading at halftime is 38-11 in the Super Bowl. Uh, There have been three halftime ties. Last year, New England and Philadelphia set a Super Bowl record of 1,151 total yards. The Patriots' 613 yards was a record for one team. In 1999 season, St. Louis quarterback Kurt Warner, who played for the Giants in 2004 and is now a Hall of Famer, won the NFL Most Valuable Player Award and led the Rams to a victory in Super Bowl 36. The only overtime game in Super Bowl history was New England's 34-28 win against Atlanta two years ago. No former uh, – let's see. Sorry about that. The Rams will wear throwback blue and gold uniforms. New England will wear its road white jerseys. Brady set a Super Bowl record with 505 passing yards last year and is the all-time leader in Super Bowl passing – yards, completions, and passing attempts, and touchdown passes in Super Bowls, which he's been there more than everybody else. So it stands to reason he's going to have more than everybody else. In 2000, Brady was the sixth-round draft choice, 199th overall. Uh, They got a deal right there. That's what I'm saying. The Patriots and Rams have been playing for the Lombardi – are playing for the Lombardi Trophy – which has been manufactured since Super Bowl I by Tiffany & Company. The sterling silver piece stands 22 inches tall and weighs 7 pounds. The team scoring first is 35-17 in the Super Bowl. Um, Matthew Slater, the Patriots' seven-time Pro Bowl special team standout, is the son of Jackie Slater, who is a Hall of Fame tackle, who played his entire 20-year career with the Rams. Hmm. A house divided. Both the Rams and Patriots were 3-1 and one against the NFC North. The Patriots are the first team to return to the Super Bowl a year after losing since uh, Buffalo in Super Bowl 38 in the 1993 season, which incidentally was also in Atlanta. So, 
there you go. Just a few tidbits about the Super Bowl. And I guess now we'll take just a little short break. Okay, we've got one more little uh, Super Bowl story here. And this comes from Fox News. Super Bowl security crackdown prompts the closure of a pedestrian bridge that cost Atlanta $23 million. The city of Atlanta, in anticipation of hosting Sunday Super Bowl, wasted a whopping $23 million on a pedestrian bridge for football fans that will now be blocked off for the big game because of security concerns. The bridge, which initially was supposed to cost $13 million, and let me just say, uh, see, that's one of the reasons why government doesn't work, because it was supposed to cost $13 million, but it ended up costing $23 million, and I'm going to guarantee you that it was because the government was involved. That's why I say the government needs to get the hell out of all this bullshit. And why is the government putting out money for something to do with the Super Bowl? That's bullshit. Libertarian. Libertarian, 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 libertarian. Stay the hell out of that. Quit spending money on that kind of thing. Thank God I don't live in Atlanta. Anyway, the bridge connects Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium and a public transit station. It was intended to allow tens of thousands of fans to easily access the stadium without having to cross four lanes of vehicular traffic. The project cost blew up by an additional $10 million when city officials began fearing the lavish bridge equipped with stunning LED lights and other cosmetic enhancements wouldn't be finished in time for the game. See, the government was involved, and so a $13 million bridge turned into a $23 million bridge because they were inept. So there you go. Although it was completed on time, authorities in charge of the stadium security have now closed the bridge to the general public for after deciding the proximity to the stadium entrance was a security risk. It looks like they should have maybe, well, I don't know, maybe they should have uh, thought about that beforehand. Maybe did a little study or something like that. Okay. All right, let's do a little fun thing right here. This is also from Fox News. These are 15 bizarre bets involving President Trump and the Super Bowl. So there's some weird things going on out there, and people will bet on anything in the world. Uh, Where will the Super Bowl interview with President Trump take place? And there's a bunch of choices here. So... You can bet 150 to 1 that it's in the map room, 200 to 1 it's in the east room, 400 to 1 it's in the Oval Office, 500 to 1 in the state dining room, 600 to 1 in the treaty room, 600 to 1 in Lincoln's sitting room, and it goes on and on down the line until finally 10,000 to 1 that it will be in the president's bedroom. All right. Which team will the president pick for the win? It's a thousand to one uh, Los Angeles Rams and minus five hundred for the New England Patriots. There is a also a plus two fifty on the no prediction. So one of those. Will the president say Super Bowl? That's a minus two thousand for the yes, 
and a plus 800 for the no. Now, what that means is that if you bet, uh, <laughs> if you bet a hundred dollars with a minus two thousand, and he mentions the word Super Bowl, then uh, you lose, obviously. But I'm not sure how to figure those odds. But that just seems bizarre to me. Minus two thousand, plus eight hundred on the other. So. Will President Trump extend the White House invitation to teams during the interview? Yes, plus 600. No, minus 1,500. Typically, the president does the extension of the uh, White House invitation during the interview. Will President Trump say national anthem? That's a minus 150 for yes and a plus 120 for no. So, obviously, they think that he will say it. Will President Trump say social justice? That's a minus 2,000 for no. So, nobody expects that to happen. Will President, say, will President Trump say honor during the interview? That's a plus 200 for yes and a minus 300 for no. So, it's expected that he will. Will President Trump say knee, the word knee? Uh, yes, plus 300, no, minus 500. So I guess they expect him to say it. Okay. Will President Trump confirm he will watch the halftime show? They predict yes. Will President Trump say Maroon 5? Uh, they predict no. Will President Trump say Make America Great Again? They predict no. Will President say war or battle? They predict no. Will President Trump say State of the Union? Again, they predict no. Will President Trump say shutdown? They predict no. Will President say border wall? They predict no. So those are the uh, predictions from uh, what they think President Trump will do and some of the things that they're t actually taking bets on in Las Vegas. So if you've got some money and you want to zoom out to uh, uh, Las Vegas and make some bets on some crazy shit, well, there you go. There are some things for you to, to make bets on. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk one little thing real quick. Um... There's a story here about Virginia's governor, Ralph Northam. Now, he has a bad situation on his hands. Evidently, he was in medical school in 1984, which means he's somewhere around my age because I started college in 1984. But they found a... Uh, a yearbook from his school, and guess what they found? They found him in a picture with a kid. And why they would put this in the yearbook, I don't understand, but they had one kid in a Klan outfit and another kid in in a blackface. Yeah. It's horrible. But, you know, that was 35 years ago, and he was a kid. And back then, the stigma wasn't around like it is today. So, I don't know. I don't know why he's embattled about it. But anyway, it's a Democrat this time. 
He said, I am deeply sorry I cannot change the decisions I made or undo the harm I caused by my behavior then and today. Uh, I accept responsibility for my past actions and am ready to do the hard work of regaining your trust. There's a lot of people calling for his um, removal from office or they're wanting him to step down and all that sort of thing. Um, so, I don't know. What do you all think? Do you think that it should that he should be? I mean, uh, I'm looking at the picture now. I mean, I, I can describe it. It's a... It's, him it's got his name at the top it says ralph northam and then it's got some pictures of him standing beside of his uh looks like a an old camaro convertible and then a, a picture of him in a suit and tie and then a picture of him in blackface so uh there was a lengthy written statement earlier in the day which is in response to the emergence of a photo from his medical school 1984 yearbook page in which there is a picture of a man in blackface and another dressed as a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, the photo was first posted by conservative website Big League Politics. So there you go. <laughs> People, this tribalism's got to end. We've got to stop doing this, and we've got to stop vilifying people for stuff they did 35 years ago when they were 20 or whatever. Kids are dumb. Kids make stupid mistakes. And you look back and think about the stuff you did whenever you were 18, 19, 20, 21, anything before the age of 25. Very few people were, uh, I don't know, mature enough to know anything before the age of 25 and i guess these people are uh they're supposed to be the leaders of our country so i guess maybe they're supposed to be the ones that are supposed to do that but still i mean 35 years ago and like i said i don't know it just seems like you're just just pulling things out of the past and just making people feel bad for it but anyhow all right, well, we're going to move on to a little more uh, news here, and we'll take just a little short break. Well, daggone. Um, well, what can I say? We ran over 21 minutes today for sure. I was, wasn't paying attention to the clock. So I guess it's the end of the show, folks. We are in our mobile studios in Atlanta, Georgia, so... I guess maybe uh, next time we come on the road, we should bring a clock so we could look at things, I guess. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening, and I want to thank my sponsor for today's broadcast, Anchor Podcast. Uh, don't forget, the Anchor Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting, and the best part about it is it's free, so check it out. Don't forget that we are available on the Google Play, on Apple Podcast App, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can get podcasts, you can get my podcast. Also, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Drew McSalty for his uh, Shift Ender podcast. Uh, don't don't forget Jason Albert on YouTube and my uh, buddy Tyler Cassidy on YouTube. Don't forget he has original music and he's really good he's really talented guy and he puts out songs original music probably two or three times a week 
it's pretty amazing uh, how many times he writes songs and comes up with music and that sort of thing and he's a very talented guy formerly known as froggy fresh formerly known as crispy cream uh, but now he's going by tyler cassidy matured a little bit but he's still a little bit goofy which is a good thing i enjoy it so check him out don't forget to go over to youtube for that and don't forget weird tennessee on facebook okay i'm gonna get out of here folks uh there'll be no uh, unknown redneck on this episode because he's gone to uh well he's in chattanooga which is just uh, about an hour and a half north of here in atlanta and uh the show's going to end in an odd way because this is the first time i've ended a, a podcast without uh, my usual ending so if, don't stick around for anything after this we're done this is it